Bad die. Bad die. We are live and we're talking about bad die. Bad die, everybody. We're live, but it's been so long. Also, this is recorded. <laughs> it's no, it's not live. It's a joke. I mean, I love the uh, rhyming, so I'll give it to you. Uh, yes, we're finally back. It's been a long. Oh, it's weeks. It's, it's been three weeks. It's been it's three been weeks. Long. Well, uh, I had a work trip that I was on, and that was the off week for our normal cycle. And I then, wasn't of course, to go. yeah. And then, of course, when I came back from the work trip all week, I got a cold from the work trip, and then I was sick all week. I mean, that's always the tradition. Anytime anybody travels, yes, <clears throat> but especially when you go to work. Yeah. Working in an office is just like a cesspool of sick, and I, I swear I don't get sick. Like, it's amazing how much I don't get sick since I started working from home. Yeah, well, again, you're, like you said, cesspool of an office. All offices, more or less, are just... Because you have to be around all these people doing all these weird shits. <clears throat> they got kids. They... I don't know what the fuck they do with their life. Well, and they yeah. bring in all of their germs. <laughs> I mean, even you're touching if, all that communal shit. Even even without the people that just show up to work, because like obviously there's gonna be people that show up to work because they don't want to take a sick day, because they're not that sick, but they're still contagious. Which that makes sense. Like if you have to go to the office or take a sick day, you only get like five of them a year. So <clears throat> you know that's an issue mostly uh, in developed world. You know that's mostly an issue in the U.S. Well, I feel like it's going to be less of an issue because a lot of work, a lot of the places that have gone to work from home are hybrid. If you're sick, they're like, yeah, just don't come in because yeah. we don't want your cold. But I'm, I was saying, even without the people that come in, even though they know they're sick, there's, it's, the problem is if you're, the common cold, you don't know that you're sick until like a day after you've been contagious. And you're going to spread it. Yeah. So you don't know, you know? Yep. So it's like, unless you're obsessed, unless everyone obsessively washes their hands with hand sanitizer before they touch every surface. Which they're not going to. They're not going to do that, and you probably shouldn't do that, because it's creating a super virus or something. Yep. So, you know, so it's like, you can't win if you just take everybody out of that big, nasty space and keep them in their own little spaces, then that's not an issue. Yeah, it's lovely. (laughs) That being said, my work conference was actually great. Good opportunity to meet a lot of people, correct some misunderstandings. <laughs> My opinion of a work conference is that it sucked butt and I was alone for a week. The only upside to it is the cats loved me because I was the only source of heat. <laughs> the only warm body in the house. So, you know, that was pretty cool to be so loved <laughs> by the cats. Ashley loves me too. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was just, it was in Santa Barbara, so... Like four hours from where I live. That was a really rough drive. I'm gonna have to say, I don't really want to do it again. Well, it did not help that it was like the worst storm in California in yes. years. Yeah, so I was driving back on February 24th. For any of you who live in California, that was a shit storm. And I, like, just all day, it was a shit storm. And I, <laughs> it was like you couldn't see. You could only see one car length in front of you at any one time, and the wipers weren't keeping up with the rain, and the roads were kind of flooded, so the people in front of you were like, all their their tire water was on your windshield, and it was just like, I might die, but uh, hopefully not. 
just keep driving. I got eventually got behind a tow truck and just followed it because it had lights on it. <laughs> That's smart. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll keep out of the wakes or whatever and just go kind of slow and follow this light. I mean, you do what you gotta do, right? Because I didn't want to stop because I'm like, it's just gonna keep doing this all day and I want to get home. Yeah, it wasn't gonna get better. Stopping wasn't gonna fix it. No, it was really, really bad. But, uh. Well, and you have the rental car you had to bring back. Yeah, I had a rental car, which I was required to get because the company, because it's cheaper for the company to pay for. Uh, the rental car, because they have a deal with, you know, Enterprise or whatever, or Hertz, they have a deal with Hertz, than it is for them to pay for all my mileage, because it's over 300 miles round trip. Yeah, but... Are and you gonna... I felt like 300 fucking miles. Well, it was. It was over 300 miles round trip. Um, and are you going to leave out the greatest car picking up story? Um... No. Or do you want me to tell it? Yeah, you go. You tell it. Okay. So we go to, um, it's like the middle of the afternoon and I didn't take any time off. I was like, I'm just going to take you on my lunch. I got an hour lunch. I'm just dropping you off at a car rental place. It's nothing. I'll make sure that, you know, you get the keys and then I'll take off. No problem. We get there and the car rental place, there's people outside, they're talking, whatever. And we walk by this guy and he goes... No, it's not the car that smells like weed. It's just me. And from that point, I went, I'm going to be late getting back to work because this guy's going to be a problem. And he stunk so bad. He smelled like weed. I mean, it was... I smelled him from across the parking lot. And in the office, they had all the doors open. That's why they were open. Because yeah. I had to air the fucking that guy thing stank. out. He was so bad. <clears throat> There's no way. As he's sitting there telling this bullshit story. Uh, no, I smoked outside the car and then I just got in the car. It was like he fucking hotboxed the car all For the way like, to the rental place. Like the minute he picked up the car and to the second he dropped it off, he was hotboxing the shit out of that car. Yeah, so at least in California... You're the not weed. allowed to smoke anything in a rental car. Yeah, Otherwise, I mean, they assess... You can't smoke anything in any uh, public building vehicle. Well, yeah, but you can't do it in a rental car, especially because especially. they charge you a huge fee to clean the car because it's going to smell bad and they're going to have to rent it to somebody else and they're going to not want to rent it if it smells like smoke, right? So it makes a lot of sense. It's like, cool, the weed's legal, but smoking in the car is not, dude. But especially not a rental car. <laughs> like, it's, I mean, it's your car. You can do whatever the fuck you want as long as you're not driving. It's like basic shit. Anyway, this guy was... It's, he had so, a real funky energy for somebody that was stoned out of his mind. Yeah, like too much energy like to the point where it was kind of creepy and I didn't like it at all. But And he had no respect for personal space. Yeah, he was like getting too close and we're just trying to stand there and like get the fucking car. And I'm already like don't want to do this trip because I don't like driving and I just don't want to travel by myself and stuff like that. <laughs> so this is like the last fucking thing that I need. Um, it ended up being pretty funny though, is the good news. Because <laughs> he's like, he's talking to the, the lady, the woman 
who's, you know, like, old enough to be his mom, and she's, you know, running the rental place, and she's just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you, you either have to go clean the car and bring it back, and then we'll charge you a late fee, or which you is, have, which is way, way less than the cleaning fee, or we're going to charge you the cleaning fee. So, which was like $500? Yeah, so take your pick, dude. And he's... He's this, such a whiny bitch about it. Oh, my God. This guy called his mom on his cell phone and was like talking to his mom at the counter wouldn't fucking move out of the way so we could get our shit done so he's talking to his mom at the counter and then finally hands the phone to the like manager of the fucking hertz and he's like here talk to my mom <laughs> i was just like dude i'm like what? Is, is this real life are you for reals right now and it's like this is a grown-ass adult man maybe he was like in his he had to be at least 25 at least 25 can't rent a car under 35 for sure probably under 30 so adult 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 man man. who has lived (laughs) life who should know how to do this shit by now yeah yeah so she talks to the mom and the mom is just like okay well you know pay for you gotta take i'm not paying that fee so you gotta take it home and clean the car is apparently what it ended with because he left. He just left. He just left because his mama said he could leave with, you know, take the car, pay the late fee. Like, I wonder I, if they got that car back or if they didn't just go fucking total it and then. I don't know. I don't know, dude. If they totaled it, I, like, for the sake of the whole population, I really hope that that guy was in it when it got totaled. Oh. I really. Sincerely, kind of hope that, yeah. Mean. It's you're one of those people where you just look. You're just like it's just. You're just taking up space and resources. It's a lost cause. Yeah. I know. <laughs> he could invent the cure for cancer. I doubt it. If he found it in a joint, well, it could be there. But I also doubt it. Yeah, he wasn't doing too much. He was a trip. He made for a great story, but he also made me late coming back to work. So, you know, little column A, little column B. Yeah, but his manager is like a mom, so he was like, I had to protect my wife from the scary man at the Hertz, and she was like, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, no, it worked out. You know, I just used PTO, and it doesn't really matter that much, but... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's so... It's... It's, it's really funny in hindsight. It's funny in hindsight. At the time, it was definitely one of those, like, I don't want to fucking do this, right? Like, I can't believe this is happening. And dropping off the car is the complete opposite. They're like, just put the key on the counter and we'll email you. And we're out. No problems. <laughs> right. Which they didn't. They what? Oh, they didn't email didn't you? didn't email me and I had to go look up the receipt on their And you had to request it. Website, and... Which was easy, thank God. Because their thing, or their requesting systems like it might take a week to get your receipt back i'm like you fucking kidding me this was just like a week ago and i need to get my receipt back and i have like the confirmation number and my driver's license and you should be able to look that shit up but didn't it get back to you like an hour or something no it got back to me like instantly so i was like okay they're putting this on here for people that are trying to get stuff that's like months old or are like i don't know i rented a car and here's my name and that's all they provide. And they're like, well, dude, it's going to take us a minute. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I was, it was fine. I got it back really quick and I was happy, you know, because I got to submit a resp- expense report to get paid back, like my per diems and the car rental because I had to do it out of pocket and then they were going to reimburse me, which 
that seems dumb for the car rental because like they have a corporate contract with Hertz. Like there must be something where it's easier that they don't just pay it. I don't know because they paid for the hotel up front. Like I didn't have to cover that, you know. But either way, it actually wasn't that big of a deal. The most annoying part of that whole thing was drive was driving honestly <laughs> and then uh when i did the expense report i had to do like a separate line item for each per diem day and like figure out how much they were paying for each day like i'm like this is annoying that you're making me do this much work to get the money that you owe me <laughs> um i mean maybe they're <clears throat> just hoping people will be lazy and not fill it out um yes i think that's exactly what they're hoping it's gonna work on some people. Not the no, not anyone that you know that I closely work with. Apparently, because I work with a bunch of fucking like cheap ass cheap ass people that don't eat food and don't the, drink. Like they don't listen to this podcast, obviously, because they don't <laughs> eat food. Yeah, it's. I think there's only one person. One or two that I might maybe recommend listening to this podcast, but like I don't generally say that I this is a thing to my work people because I'm like, uh. Well, because you never know what you're going to say about said work people. Well, I usually don't. It's just more like I don't know if I want them to hear me curse like a sailor and just be generally really inappropriate. I don't know. It's it's okay. I mean, it's allowed, right? You can. I feel like you're, it's more allowed if you're a dude. Well, it really depends on. Who you work with. So, like, uh, I went to that dinner with my bosses, right? And the the guy that's my boss's boss, I'm having dinner with him. And this guy in the office, you know, he's super straight guy, straight-laced. And then we get him out and we put two beers in him. And he's just like, yeah, man, fucking at this fucking party. Well, doing shots and shit. I was just like, dude, you, like, went full bro. Oh, they totally do. Oh my god. The bro potential in these people. And this is this is tech. We both work in at like a technology software company. Well yeah, but I mean my guy's salesy, so it makes sense. They're all compensating for something. Like it's ridiculous. So <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so you know, so you go to these things, conferences are great because you kinda see or just going out to a dinner or whatever. Because you kind of get to see them, like... In a different light. In their natural habitat. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay, so this is high school. So I can totally manipulate this situation. I mean, Good. if you stay uh, cognizant enough and don't drink too much, yeah. I always do. I always do. The next morning is a different story. Well, it's because you stay out till 3 goddamn a.m. Yeah, I ended up staying out till 3 a.m. one of the nights. When just... you had to be back into the office at 8. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, by the grace of God, I woke up because I, like, slept through my alarm completely, but somehow woke up to get ready and get there, and, like, I'm just zombieing through the beginning of the day, like, I can't even, and, uh, it was, that day didn't go well at all, ended up back in the hotel room on the remote. So there are a bunch of people that weren't able to come to the conference and they were remoting into the the presentations. So I'm like, well, I could just get on the remote from the hotel room and lay down and then I would feel better. Boom, problem solved. So I did that. But of course, of course they're they're broadcasting the remote session 
to everyone at the conference so you can see like everyone who joins the meeting so my so my name popped up on the big ass screen when I joined the meeting and I was like oh my a fucking course of course of course it did then I get yeah and then I get texts from like two people like are you okay did you bail and I'm like I totally bailed I'm in the hotel room (laughs) I feel terrible I'm going to die I'm gonna just try and like nap with this in the background for the next like two hours so that I can like boot and rally for the the last night dinner and stuff you know but but it's not like I get like trashed and throw up beat and people have to like carry me home or anything you keep using that expression but you didn't even throw up I know but that's I mean I get the sentiment behind it that's why it's a fine but I just, I was thinking about that the last time you said it. I was like, uh, I guess. I did not throw up. You did not throw up. Probably would have felt better if you did. I probably would have felt better, yeah. It was definitely one of those. You should have booted. And then you could have rallied. It's, it's too much. If it's not kind of come naturally, like, oh, I've spent many a morning during just college forcing myself to vomit and it's not great well it's because neither one of us have the uh stick to itness to reach into the back of oh the no throat. i used i used to do that oh i can't do that yeah it's it's not great my body like fully rejects my finger i have like a crazy gag reflex so you think it would be easy it was ah. and then i got used to it that i'm not bulimic i'm i've never thrown up like Food just to uh, not digest. Yeah, that's not a thing that you I've just done. You're just trying not to feel terrible from <laughs> I, over drinking. Yeah, I just have woken up in the morning like probably poisoned and been like, I need to throw up or I'm going to maybe die. Like, I don't know. You know? So. Oh, yeah. speaking of drinking too much to where you feel like you're going to maybe die, but I can be topical with this conversation. <laughs> have you ever heard of a drink called a Borg? It's the new college drink no. where you bring... I don't know where they get the name Borg from, but it's a weird shit-ass <clears throat> mixed cocktail that you bring in a gallon milk jug. Oh. And you drink straight from that thing. And it was in the news because there was a college, you know, big party with a bunch of these fucking Borgs, I think they're and some called. some freshmen died. Uh, well, 24 ambulances were called to the event. Holy so. shit, what was in that? Is this snake juice? Well, yeah, it's just fucking jungle juice in a gallon jug, and everybody's bringing some. So, well, those ambulances are kind of extreme. Yeah, because they drink to the point of being poisoned. See, I, I, I... This is why I'm really glad that my parents introduced me to alcohol and let me consume it. Oh, at a reasonable level at home when I was younger because I still made bad decisions, but, like, I didn't get myself in a situation where I was going to die. Like, yeah. I knew better, you know? Like, I knew what my limits were. I went over them, but I knew what they were at least, so it's like I didn't... You didn't, like, sprint past them? I didn't have no fucking clue. Like, some of these kids that come... I mean, my roommate was in the bathroom throwing up all over the bathroom like the first week that she was in college because she was one of those you know her parents never let her drink or do anything and she was finally away to school so fuck it like so many I I went to UCI and there were so many of those kids 
I looked up what Borg was. Sorry. Well, I, yeah, I what's remember a Borg? your roommate. It's an acronym, but, or a terrible one, which stands for Blackout Rage Gallons. Great. Which are plastic gallon <clears throat> containers with a mix of alcohol, water, and electrolytes. So, like oh. Gatorade. Mm. So, it's just watered down liquor and Gatorade. That's actually not the dumbest thing. No, but the problem is it, you keep drinking because well, it... Well, if you don't it know fends, better, yes. It fends, <laughs> off, it fends off the feeling of drunk and sick, so it allows you to drink... It's like Red Bull and vodka. You drink because you're like, I'm still up and it's fine. Drink until your fucking heart gives out, yeah. You, the, they're literally meant to black out. They are designed oh. to make you drink until you black out. Yeah, you really don't want to do that. You really that. don't want to do that. I did have a conversation with coworkers that, like, was very, like, intimate. Like, there was only three of us, and I, I, you know, I didn't quite remember everything I had said the night before, and I was like, this does not feel good. <laughs> you know? It, it ended up being fine, because they were just pretty understanding, and, like, Kind of bro-y. One of them, at least, was was a super bro. Like, holy crap. But, um, you know, it, there's something to be said for work events where you can go get drunk with the boys. And the I say the boys the because boys. it is. It's all the boys. I mean, there's... there's at least in our company. There's women, too. There's women managers, women that have helped me get where I'm at. I have women bosses, and they're great. Um, they do not do that though party to a large extent like they do that they do but they don't you know they get because they're just like later mostly like they're later on in their life and they like can't drink like a fish anymore and live yeah so you know and they have kids and they they just kind of they're just hanging out and drinking what they can but they have to say goodnight at some point because they can't like keep up but when you can keep up, it's, like, so valuable. It's so incredibly valuable. It's such a weird thing that, but it's, like, you need to, I feel like you. it's a really great way to get in, in corporate culture. It's just to get with higher up people in the company at events like this, get drunk, and, like, ingratiate yourself to them. Right. Because they remember you. <laughs> you know, and they'll think it's it's so valuable. It's crazy. Um, I mean, I tried to invite one over for dinner, but you said no. Uh, it was like your VP, and I was like, I don't want to. Yeah, that would have been a fine that's, event. It's too much. That's too much. It has to be like a big group thing with more people that they know. I know. <clears throat> it has to be a bigger thing where it makes sense that you're talking to them. Yeah. And then I personally have to be drunk, as I discussed with my new friend coworker. I have to be drunk at these events. Otherwise, I am very self-conscious and not capable of being interesting. So, <laughs> it was a, it was just, it was a fun time, honestly. But <laughs> I'm glad you had fun. Are we? Is there anything else you want to add, or do you want to talk about? No, I want some to pad thai. Talk about pad thai. God, how long was that? Was at least twenty minutes. I don't know. Minimum. We could check. I'm not going to. Can you make this text bigger? Oh, yeah. Like, zoom in it in a little bit. Oh, that's No, just not, zoom in the screen. That's not it. Yeah. Boop. 
There we go. Thank you. Oh, and I can see from across the room. Yeah. So we're here to talk about Pad Thai. What was the name of the show again? Whatever the fuck Ashley did last week, the podcast? Yeah. Home Cookery and Other Sins. Perfect. Um, With Nick and Ashley, we have a, we have an Instagram, which is at Home Cookery and Other Sins, and uh, we have a Facebook page. Who uses Facebook anymore? I know. We have the, we got, we're on the gram. I post pictures of... Whatever um, the fuck we're eating if we made it. Yeah, whatever we're eating, if it's pretty enough, you know. Some stuff, like, it's good, but it's ugly, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> Yeah. Like, there's no way to present this that it, you'll want to eat it, so I won't, you know. <laughs> Only <laughs> that, the pretty pictures. That kind of thing. But, well, you know, we always include, like, recipes that we use, because usually it's not our own recipe, but we do have some of our own recipes at um, our WordPress site. Um, we don't have very many of those on there. Not yet, but there's they're good ones. They're tried and true ones. Tried too. So, um, written by me. So they're pretty good. Written by moi. <laughs> uh, but this one that we have made twice now is a pad thai, um, by Recipe Tin Eats, which is a uh, Instagram or Pinterest Pinterest brand. I want to say. Is it a brand or just a website you found on Pinterest? It's a blog. It's it's like mm. a food blog um, that I found on Pinterest. But I've, uh, they've actually come up in a couple of my searches when I look for any kind of like authentic Asian or Indian type things. Um, and I actually, I usually don't search like authentic whatever thing. But with Pad Thai, I was getting really impatient because we had tried a couple, tried a couple of different, different ones, ones, and they're just, like, not even close to what you get from a takeout place. And, you know, if you ever had Pad Thai, it's, like, one of the best things ever. It's just so delicious, and, like, the and combination of the citrus and the meat and the... It's got this, like, super shocking citrus flavor for a pasta thing, like a noodle thing. And we're not talking about, we're, we're talking like your local takeout place is infinitely better than any of the other recipes we had tried. Not yeah. like even a fancy one or a name, just like yeah, just any fucking shit hole place. in the wall at Thai, I think is the one near us. At Thai Barbecue. And they literally do the at symbol. Yeah, but the food's their, good. And a, so like, cool, it's delicious. Why can't I make this? Yeah, it's, found out there was some stuff we were missing. It seems like some. I really wanted to make it because yeah, it just doesn't seem like it's that difficult to do. And we've made other things like Chinese food things where you have to use like Shaoxing wine is one of the ingredients that makes that signature flavor that you want. So um, this one, I got like really annoyed and I just searched like authentic pad thai recipe on Google to just see what I got, <laughs> and I got this one. And um, I actually was inspired to look this up because of a sorted video. Sorted. Which is a bunch of British guys. On YouTube. On YouTube that just do different, they do all kinds of different things. But one One of them them is a chef. Yeah, one of them now is a chef. There's two, but that other guy's not on camera all the time. But Yeah. And then three normals, which are not normals anymore. The the format of the show doesn't work anymore because they've been doing it for years and years they're kind of foodies now because they've been educated and they've been cooking like with chef level training 
Yeah, but like they started out as just kind of home cooks that were interested, and then it's really awkward to go back and watch the old videos. Because yeah. they're just kind of standing around like they don't know what's going on. And they're like, I'm helping as they, like, peel a potato. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I kind of like... I, I kind of like seeing the journey. I like the yeah, idea that you can go from not really knowing what you're doing to kind of foodie and knowing how to cook. <clears throat> you know? Um, but, yeah, they do a lot of stuff. This one, this episode, they had a Thai <sighs> chef there that was showing them like a lot of traditional Thai dishes one of them was something like Pad Thai it wasn't Pad Thai but it was something similar to it you're on your own on this one I don't remember it it doesn't it doesn't matter it was something similar to Pad Thai and they broke out tamarind paste and I was like oh tamarind paste like I made something in my head clicked and I was like I bet that's how they get Pad Thai to taste like that like that, that super zippy citrusy flavor. That's gotta be it. Oh, yeah, that that was it. That's gotta Spoilers. be it. <laughs> so I looked up authentic Thai recipes and I found this one from Recipe 10 Eats. And um, I used tamarind. And I was like, okay, I really want to try it. Like, I'm really excited for this one. I want to try this because I feel like it's it's gonna be what we're what we've been looking for. Um, I mean, yeah, it was. <laughs> um, <coughs> oh, here comes that coughing fit. Yeah, I just, I've been struggling at the end of the cold with a cough that's annoying. Yeah, it is annoying. <laughs> but, you know, we're, we're getting through it. Um, so this recipe has chicken and tofu and um, I kind of thought that was interesting because we learned somewhat recently. I feel like we've kind of come to the realization in general that a lot of Asian dishes that use tofu classically, like it's not just tofu. It's like some protein and tofu. The tofu is like a just a protein supplement to the dish. No. Right, not it's not the, the protein. only protein. But what that's kind of why uh, a lot of Asian recipes lend themselves to being vegetarian, because all you have to do is take out yeah, the, the meat. meat. <clears throat> and then, you know, everything else is the same. Yeah, and we had had tofu in this c- kind of context. So long ago. No, we had it in a more recent thing, more Did recent we? recipe. And I was, and it came out pretty good. And I'm like, okay, no, this is pretty good when you like fry it, when you get the firm tofu, drain it, which is really important. Oh, yeah, we learned that. <laughs> you have to drain it, and then you have to get it, like fry it. And then it gets like kind of crispy and good and flavorful. I don't know that I would love something that was just tofu. Without any other protein, because I... We've tried just tofu in the past. It's okay. Even our vegan friend doesn't eat a lot of just tofu. It's okay, and I think it definitely has its its uses. Yeah. But I I don't love it as, like... The only protein. Yeah. So, but in this context, I feel like it actually accents everything in the dish and makes a lot of sense. It is good. So it's 
like it works here as a complement to the meat instead of a replacement for the meat. Um, but yeah, this is just chicken and tofu. <laughs> um, like we've done a couple versions of the chicken. It's supposed to be chicken breast that's cut like super thin and then their recipe doesn't pound it out, but I would. Because it's, it's like, you know, when you get pad thai or like most Thai food that has chicken, it's like super thin, like flat pieces of chicken so that it doesn't get tough and dry and stuff. Um, you just get like the texture of the meat without it being like a lot of chewing kind of thing. So we tried it with chicken thigh last time. Actually, the last time we made this, it just turned out like crap. It was bad. Well, spoilers, <laughs> you, well, you're giving away all the show structure here. It's, uh, well, it depends on what time you're talking about. The first time we made it, <clears throat> it was pretty satisfying. We were just kind of like, it needs like some tweaks to get to the point where it's really good. Because it has the flavor you're looking for, but the textures are not necessarily there. Kind of thing. So we're still workshopping this one. This is we're still in the middle of workshopping, but yeah. I'll save my opinion on uh, the time one versus time two as we go on. Yeah. <laughs> so the chicken thighs did not work out very well. It just didn't. It just didn't work. Um, came out kind of. It's like if you have really thick meat, like that's not the point. Mm. Um, the thigh was somehow <laughs> chewy in the wrong way, which is what you would think the chicken breast would get dry and do, but... Yeah, but anyway, um, so the show structure for our Home Cookery and Other Sins show is we review recipes, we talk about our first impressions, uh, shopping for the ingredients, cooking the recipe, um, how it tastes, and then we give it a rating based on... Ease of use, taste satisfaction, cost effectiveness, what the fuck factor, and leftover ability. So, first impressions. Tamarind. Well, I was going to say, you just did your first impressions. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I talked about tamarind. Tamarind is huge here. Tamarind paste. And you can get it. You can get it on Amazon. On Amazon. You can't. You can get you're an Asian tamarind store. pods at a lot of places now. Pods, yes, but you have like grinding it down is. I wouldn't want to do. I that. don't. I wouldn't really want to do it either. It seems like a real lot of work. Yeah, and you can just get the paste. It's not. It's really interesting how many uh, chefs will say to skip certain saucing processes in Asian, even Asian chefs. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, I don't do this. It's way too much work. They're like, just buy the paste. <laughs> version of a brand that you really like. And a lot of these things keep for a long time. Yeah. And they're so it's like you don't have to worry about buying too much of it and it going bad really and I thought it was so funny I brought up cuz we had made this the first time a little bit before we went over to our friend's house. Um uh, Edward and I know I'm just getting Tiffany. out of names now. <laughs> Tiffany uh and Tiffany is from Vietnam. Yes. And I made a comment, and I was like, oh, man, we just found, like, what we've been missing, apparently, in this uh, pad thai dish, and it was tamarind. And she was like, you don't know about fucking tamarind? Where have you been eating your Asian food? And, like, yeah, well, that's the reason for <laughs> flavor. And I was like, well, I'm sorry, the fucking, the white 
kitchen that I grew up in doesn't know about these flavors. We, we got salt. did not have tamarind. And we got pepper. <laughs> so, I, I knew of tamarind. I just... I knew the name. I kind of only knew of it in, like, Mexican food or well, that's, applications. But isn't that tamarindo? Or? That's the same. It, is it? Yeah. Oh. Tamarindo is just Spanish I've never had tamarind in. <laughs> they they it's Mexican more like food. a candy thing. Like they have can like um, uh, like chamoya uh, is this like a kind of a candy syrup thing that they put on some stuff. And it has tamarind in it, it has, or it is tamarind. It has tamarind in it. Okay. And then there's like you know t- um, there's like little. It's like a. That's weird that there's that crossover in two like very a, different cultures. Like, you know the little applesauce things the kids suck yeah. applesauce out of? They have, like, that, but it's just tamarind paste kind of thing. Like, combined with some other stuff, Like, I'm combined with syrup? I don't know. It's like you're just well, eating... because tamarind paste is already pretty syrupy. It's like you're just eating tamarind syrup. It's very weird. And I tried it in Spanish class, and I was like... This is a really unique flavor that I kind of like, but it's, like, kind of overwhelming in a... I bet. In a concentrated amount like this, but it's, like, very sweet and tart. So. Huh. I didn't know that there was that kind of crossover like that. Yeah. So, I was familiar with it from that, that, um, like. Application. Food. Food. Culture. I was not really f- super familiar for with it in terms of Asian cooking. So, you know, but, it, you know, you just, things click sometimes. You're like, oh, my God, that's what it is. And that's what it was. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this recipe actually has a more authentic version of it. She's like, if you want, like, really, really authentic, you know, click here. But most Americans aren't going to like this because it uses, like, dried shrimp and, like... A lot of uh, funk. It's it's like the Thai food, like actual Thai food, is like super funky, which it's just if you're not used to that, it's it's like you know the funkiness of fish sauce. Like when you use too much fish sauce in something, and you're like, "This is wow." Yeah, we've done that. You know, it's pungent. Made the whole kitchen stink. It's pungent, and that's kind of what. But if you're used to that, then it's not weird. So. Anyway, I just thought that was really interesting that she's like, this is kind of like the American down version of this, like to be what you would get at a Thai restaurant in America. And I was like, that seems like a good middle ground because I I can like funky things, but I can also be kind of turned off by them because flavors that are like hyper specific are like sometimes a lot and not, they're just, you don't want to eat a bunch of it. Because it's so specific. <laughs> um, like anything like... Be- Recently we realized anything like reduced beef stew type things. Like it's... I just don't really like them. It has this weird thing for me. I've never really liked them. What dish are you talking about for that? Like beef bourguignon. Ow. Well, because, yeah, that's a really rich It's just, flavor. like, rich, rich, rich. Like, it's rich on rich, and there's wine, and there's beef, and fat, and... Yeah. Like, everything about it should be great. It's just a lot. And it even tastes pretty good, but, like, something about it is just... It's so, like... Well, I think, <laughs> I think part... Uh, specifically beef bourguignon. 
I think part of the issue is we're serving it wrong because it's a dish. It's a big stew. It's a fancy stew. It's a stew meant for a party where you get like a single appetizer portion because you've also had like three other or four other parts of a serving. You're not eating like we do where you just like slop it on a big old plate. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's, you can really only eat so much of it, and to me, like, and then so, I can't eat it for, like, a month at least. So one pot of beef bourguignon is supposed to serve, like, 12 small plates because you also ate a salad and a fish course and, uh, you know. Or whatever, yeah. It's, I just have, like, a problem with, like, hyper savory like it's just so much and i'm i'm like it tastes so good that i don't want it <laughs> it's this is the only way i could think to describe it um but yeah i mean different cultures have it like my mom used to make this mediterranean pot roast and it was like my least favorite thing that she ever made and i just after a certain t- point i just refused to eat it anymore because i was like i hate this it tastes horrible to me <laughs> but it's that same same kind of thing. It's just strange. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're working around that now. But anyway, um, we used chicken and tofu in this. We've tried both chicken breast and chicken thighs, <laughs> we said. Um, and we always used the firm, right? Yeah. We used well, to get extra firm when we did tofu, and apparently... That's only for very specific situations and we were using it for the wrong thing. Yeah, you want firm for stuff like where you're trying to cut it into little batons and fry it, you want yeah. firm. Apparently extra firm is your, if you're going to do like a tofu steak. Oh, like which... a big slab. Don't do that. No. Um, <laughs> so, well, yeah, so there's firm and then there's the soft, which is for like soup kind of things. And then there's silken if you want to turn it into a sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Did your brain just shut off there for a second? She had this look where it was just like, yes, that, uh, how many types of tofu are there? Uh... No, there's not that many types. Um, but, yeah. So, yeah. It seemed like it would be easy enough to make. It's not. There's nothing crazy about it other than just, like, knowing how to quickly shallow fried things well what's crazy about it well we'll we'll talk about that at the end of cooking but on the surface yeah it seemed pretty doable yeah it's just like stir fry a bunch of stuff and then put sauce on it is what it looks like (laughs) um anyway yeah So, so first we were like this seems great let's make it and then shopping for it uh we already mentioned tamarind puree you can get it at, like, like Mexican grocery stores. You might be able to find it at a grocery store, but you're going to be looking a lot harder than good old Amazon. You can find it at Asian stores, but only some Asian stores, I feel like. Not all of them have it, but... Yeah. But, it's, yeah, it's easy to get on Amazon. It's not it's not particularly expensive. I think it's, like, 8 to $10, but it's one of those things where you use it, like, <coughs> a teaspoon at a time. Uh, the tablespoon. Or tablespoon. So it, it lasts. It lasts a while. You're gonna get multiple meals. And it's shelf stable, it. so it doesn't it doesn't go bad quickly. Yeah. Um it's like molasses. It's like citrus. It's like a citrus molasses. molasses. Yeah. 
Well, it's but it's also it's like a hot molasses with the consistency because it runs really easily. Yeah, it's but it not looks quite like molasses. <laughs> it's got a funky smell to it, like molasses does. Yeah, it's really interesting. But it tastes nothing like molasses. It's really interesting. Um, I mean, it's just fun to make stuff with it. But <laughs> anyway, it it's you can't really find it in a store, but if you order it, you'll be fine. Um, tofu is like pretty easy to get at most stores now. I feel like I mean, I feel like every grocery store has a vegan it, vegetarian section that has tofu in it now. Usually, and we are California, so if you live in the middle, I don't know about that. Surprisingly, you know, the U.S. grows most of the soy for the world, and so like the Midwest has soy products. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they sell them in their grocery stores. That's, they might just ship them here. That's true, but... Ship I, that shit over there. I Put it in like, our pig slop. I feel like it's probably more common in the middle than we think. I have no idea. I have no idea. Either. I just don't know. I'm just trying to assume <laughs> positive things about people. I just don't know. Like, it's not your fault if your grocery store sucks. Right. Um. I mean, it's a little bit your fault because, like, move somewhere better, but... No. <laughs> don't move. Just make your grocery store carry the shit that you want if you can. Yeah, good luck. Well, or just go to a different store if you have that option. Right. Yeah. I don't know. You. I feel like it's like it's way more common than it ever was in the last you know twenty years. So. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. It's easy to get. You can get most types of it. You know. And. Uh. We. The first time we made this, we made the mistake of not using Thai stir-fry noodles or just, like, you know, get, like, rice noodles, but they look like linguine, basically, or fettuccine. Like, they're flat noodles. I mean, I would make a debate on that. I think you need to get rice noodles, and they need to I be mean, flat noodles, because you need the surface area to fry, and you and the rice does better... So, I got yakisoba noodles last time. Fresh yakisoba noodles. Yeah, it didn't work. And uh, between the two in our two attempts, my noodles were better than your rice noodles. The rice noodles would be better if we cooked them longer. Well, yeah, that's the problem, though. But, yeah, the package directions were wrong. For our application. Yeah. <laughs> but I, they... The rice noodles are going to work better, though, yes. than the egg noodle. Done correctly, they would work better. Um, but, yes, find <clears throat> find the best rice noodle you can. What if you can't find rice noodles? Is there anything you'd recommend? I know, like, an American pasta is not good. Linguine is probably not going to work. You or fettuccine. Yeah, it's like you could try... For another flat type of noodle. That, but it's not gonna... It's just not the same. It, no, rice noodles are very particular. Could you do like an instant ramen noodle maybe? No? I wouldn't recommend it. Um, I don't know, I'm just trying to give options. I, vermicelli? No, I mean classic pad thai uses like flat rice noodles. Yeah. That's what it uses. And if you want pad thai... It's not going to be Pad Thai, you know what I mean? Well, you know what? You know what? You know what? Amazon. Amazon's got it. Yeah, and a lot of... That Thai Kitchen brand is like... Is in a lot of grocery stores. All over the place, and they have these. 
so it's it's not that crazy but i mean anything asian is like you know it they're depends very, where you live they're very specific and depends where you live and it depends on what you can get but yeah. switching out the things with the thing about Asia, a lot of asian cooking too is switching out one type of uh starch for another doesn't always work the same as like switching between like with a european or an american dish you know well yeah even an italian like, ah, like, oh, I don't, if you don't want to you don't have any spaghetti you could use use fettuccine, fettuccine you know, yes but use, <laughs> use another long noodle for this type oh you don't have penne you know yeah. use another short noodle whatever yeah use elbow macaroni if that's all you got but yeah, it's it's one of those it things. You can't go. I need rice noodles. Spaghetti's fine. No, it's not. It's not gonna. No, it's just not gonna work. <laughs> it's made from a completely different flour. Yeah, I I'm also just a pasta junkie, so I'm like super, like don't use the wrong noodle for stuff because yeah, it's I just, don't know what the wrong noodle is half the time because it's just a bummer when you use the wrong noodle for stuff. <laughs> like it doesn't. It's not what you want, it doesn't turn out, and it's, like, sucky. And it's, like, hard to... The, the worst part is that it's, like, hard to eat it. Yeah. You know? Um, well, because the sauce doesn't stick right. Um, The sauce can stick if you do the technique correctly. It's not quite that. It's, like... It's, like, the best example I can think of is, like, trying to eat spaghetti with meatballs. Like, it's a very traditional dish, dish but it doesn't make sense. Because you're you've got these big ass meatballs that are like singular objects. Well, and a and a red sauce that. And then spaghetti that's like you that's... have to twirl it, so it's like you can't eat the meatball with the spaghetti. You have to like eat the meatball and then eat the spaghetti, and oh, like switch man. off. It's like the dish was invented in America or something. Right? Yeah, it's like not a thing. It's not a thing in Italy. <laughs> or like if you're eating something. Like, if you have something with, like, sliced up sausage, Italian sausage. Don't use a long if pasta. If you have a long pasta, then you you have to stab the noodle and twirl around, or stab the sausage and twirl around the sausage and eat it. But if you have, like, a noodle that's the same size as a sausage, like a penne or something. Then you can just stab both. Then you eat it together, and yeah. it's better. <laughs> yeah, we do things wrong in America. We get it, Ashley. Um... The last thing for the shopping that's on here is garlic chives, which I just looked at it, and they look like chives. Yeah. It's, but they're not. It's, like, slightly different than a chive. So, we... It has a... Apparently, it has a very different flavor, because I was looking at the subs, and yeah, you have the right one. The substitute for it, because you're never going to find it, is green onions. Yeah. Chives didn't even make the top five of the garlic chive replacement. (laughs) Because it's not the same thing. It has a different taste. Leeks made the list before chives. Yeah. Yeah. Or just straight up garlic. So this, yeah, this, this recipe calls for garlic chives, which I'm sure would be delicious if you could get them. I bet. Um... But yeah, green onions are really good with this. Like, if you can't get that, it's fine. It'll do the. It'll do a close enough job. It yeah, they're good. Um, okay, in terms of cooking this, 
So that was shopping. In terms of accessibility, this one's it's it's like every it's like every Asian recipe we do. It really depends where you live and what you have access to. Um, but luckily, there's Amazon. So for some of these drier goods like the tamarind puree and, and the noodles, noodles, if you need it, and you can get them online. Yeah, you can get them, and it's it... not like prohibitively expensive. Um, yeah. I mean, especially if they have Amazon Prime, which if you don't, I'm not sure what you're doing. At this point, everybody <laughs> bows to the altar of Jeff Bezos. I mean, he sucks, but like, it's such a good deal. <laughs> we have stuff delivered to our... It's like every other day we have a new Amazon no, package. No, we don't. Not anymore. It seems like I it. cut back. When's the last time we got an Amazon package? Like... Last week. Okay. And then before that, we didn't get one for like three weeks. Okay, it was like every other day. No, that's in the winter time or in the <laughs> Christmas time. All right. Um, <clears throat> there's other things that go in here that we didn't talk about, like peanuts and onions and. But they're all like super easy to get. Yeah, they're all really common things, so they're not really worth mentioning at this point. Um, yeah, everything else is just like really basic. Yes. So, yes, let's pause so I can go to the bathroom. You didn't need to know that, viewer, but... Listener. Okay, and we're back. Just had to take a quick foot massage break. Just want to advertise this fucking ball, dude. What is this called? I don't know. My nuts? D's nuts? Trigger point. It's from, what, Pilates? Yeah, okay, so Pilates... Also on Amazon. Pilates introduced us to this ball. She's presenting it to the microphone like it's a camera, and you can see it. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, I just thought that was really funny. It's called Trigger... (coughs) It's Trigger Point. It's like the size of a tennis ball, but... (laughs) But it is not. It has more, like... uh, It's got, like, a little bit of bounce, a little bit of rubber, like, foam give, but it's very hard. And you, you literally just use it to massage your feet. Like, you roll your foot on top of it, and it feels so good. It gets in all the little nooks and crannies, because it's not like... So we, we've we had ones that are just like a flat bar that you roll your foot over. I mean, it seemed like a great idea, and it was until I used this. Not, not as good as this, because this is, can get like in the ball of your foot, and your whole foot can spread out over it. And you can get all the little parts of your arch and stuff. And I have plantar fasciitis, so this that little space, like, right in, like, my arch and my heel right there, it hurts so bad, but it hurts so good. Um, anyway, just a little quick plug for that trigger point therapy ball. Oh my gosh, it's a game changer if you want a foot massager. It's probably overpriced, but, like, it works. It's, like, yeah, it's, like, $15, I think. Oh, worth it. It's worth it. I mean, if you have a lot of foot pain, even if Even it. if you don't. If you just, like, really like foot massages, this is, like... But don't want to get tricked into having <laughs> sex? This is, like, the best way to give yourself a foot massage. It's It's not hard, and it's just, it feels so good. Yeah. And your feet feel like pancakes when you walk around after because they're like all in the best way because they're just all like open and spread out. No, all the little knots are worked out. Um, but yes, now back to pad thai. 
has nothing to do with massaging <clears throat> your feet. But you should massage your feet for your health. Especially after you make pad thai. Because you're going to be on your feet for a minute cooking this. Well, mostly prepping this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I see your first note, and I agree with it wholeheartedly. Yeah, last time. So, the biggest problem we had the last time we made this is we followed the directions. And the directions had you just put everything in the the wok or the pan together. Yeah. And then cook it. And everything just becomes a soggy mess. Yeah. Um, so, cook in batches. Don't. Don't do, don't do what it says, and just build stuff in the pan. Yeah, you you want to cook something and then take, take it, it out, out and then cook, cook the cook next something. thing. Take it out. Everything, kind of like stir fry. Everything should be cooked separately by the time you put the sauce in. Right, I, and then I, you just give it like a final toss with the sauce. I get that this was made with like American cookware in mind, because. Uh, because we used it in our shitty, it's not shitty, it's just a small wok for the batch size that you're working in. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the size of the wok we have, you definitely have to cook in batches. Um, but if we used, we have a 14 inch pan, if we used that pan instead, it probably would have worked out better, honestly. If you want to do it all in one shot. I, think, I just think you have to, you can't, like, especially the tofu. Especially, I, I was going to say, though, I still think even if you used that massive pan, batches are still better. You have to cook the tofu separately because if it gets It's, it's wet, more dishes and it's more work. If it gets wet, it just, like, turn, it just turns into, like, mush and falls apart. It did. Um, the other thing... <clears throat> Is that um, Ashley doesn't know... The second time we made this, Ashley doesn't know that you have to drain tofu or didn't. Now she does. Well, I did try. Um, I just forgot to do it ahead of time. To drain tofu, it's more of a press. Yeah. And you have to put it uh, between something absorbent and then put weights on top of it. Yeah, and preferably over time. Like Like overnight. 30 minutes. Or overnight. You can do it over. It's overkill, but it works. It worked. We didn't do it overnight last time. We just did it for thirty minutes with a cast iron pan and a bunch of weight on it. Well, I tried to do it with my hands and paper towels. I know, it, but it's trust me. I, I've done. I've drained tofu a lot, and the more weight you can put on it, the better. Yeah, you really gotta longer. get. You really gotta get a lot of that liquid out because you're trying to get something that's like fried and crispy. And you can't get that with no soybean paste without getting it very dried out. It really starts to leak out whatever water is in there. And then it turns all crumbly and shitty. Um, Yes. So that was bad. That was bad. The chicken. The chicken we didn't pound out like we should have. So it took too long to cook it through. And we needed, you need something that you can cook really quick. Um, you know, so in general, it's like you just need to work in batches and cook everything kind of separately until you get, you know, don't crowd your pan. Don't crowd your pan. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think batches are best. And even if it makes way more dishes, which it totally does having everything. Oh, well you have, okay. So taking things (laughs) out of the pan through the changing of the thing you're cooking is the best. 
Yeah, just put it back in whatever you mise en place it into. Th- that you can. See, chicken. You right, can yeah. For, I think for almost everything else on here, you can just put it right for back into the, the pan it came back in. And you have to, you have to mise en place. You have to prepare every, like, cut up everything and get it ready before you even start doing anything. Because yeah. it's stir fry. So if it's not, you know, even the noodles have to be, like... Ready. Kind of ready to go when you start. Um... The directions in this recommended uh, an amount of noodles by weight. Listen to that. We we looked at the amount of noodles they recommended, and we were like, that's not enough. It probably would have been enough. Oh, yeah. Of we the had, rice noodles. We had, like, way too many noodles. And it, it killed the flavor. Rice noodles taste like nothing. Yes. And if you have too many of them... <laughs> they did well. They taste like whatever sauce. Yeah, but if you have too many of them, then... Yeah, it, it tastes gets, like nothing. It gets kind of bland. So, but, I think uh, it's like four ounces, <laughs> and you're like, four ounces of noodles, that's nothing. That's a shitload of noodles, it turns out. Yes. Also, with these noodles, it is really important to look at the directions on the noodles because they don't boil. Rice noodles usually don't get boiled because they would just, like, fall apart. They're just disintegrate. too aggressive. It's too hot. Yeah, so usually you just boil water and pour it over the rice and let it steep. It's like steeping rice. (laughs) But what we also found is that at least the for the timing uh, on the directions we were on the package we were using didn't get the noodles done enough for this dish. I think it said like four to five minutes in the water, but they were still mostly crunchy. Yeah, maybe that's because we used more than. Oh, maybe we didn't use enough water to offset the amount. Yeah, maybe. I mean, but, I did try to, like, measure. I weighed out the noodles, and I weighed... Measured out the water. I measured out the water. So, I don't know. I, yeah, the directions uh, were... It wasn't done enough when we well, took them out. But we also used rice noodles after for another dish, also completely separate from this. And they don't, they don't finish as well as, like, regular pasta does, you know? Where you're like, oh, I'll finish cooking it in the pan with the sauce. They don't really do that as well. At least no, from our experience. I, I mean, I think to me that's why they fry better because they don't just like fall apart. Like, like when you're cooking um, like but wheat the, noodles, they need to be done though. Like, yeah, no, they need to be done. But the good part about them is that once you're done and you fry them, they don't. They kind of like have their like springy shape still. Like with wheat noodles. You have to be really careful when you put the pasta in to combine with the sauce that you don't overdo it because yeah. it's really easy to overdo it and it's mush. Yeah, I'm just, it just, the the rice noodles, they need to be like just, they need to be done all the way through. Al dente rice noodles don't cook up that much more in the pan in my experience. No. And then they end up being really chewy in the wrong way. Yeah, you don't really want chewy noodles, but you so, do want your noodles to be hearty enough to stand up to frying, which and so that's why the rice noodles, rice noodles do. You just it's they don't they don't. Ashley is somebody that will the directions say cook it for ten minutes and she'll cook it for seven and be like that's long enough. Well, and then it's still it almost it's is. just on this side of not hard and crunchy and she's like it's great and i Mm. ate it so we meet in the middle americans overcook their pasta yeah and i like it that way it's mushy i like it that way so 
Just stop cooking your pasta so much. Stop it. Um, like, um, yeah, like the mat, the, well, especially if it's shitty pasta. So it's like, I try not to use really bad quality pasta because it is like, it, it really makes shows. a huge difference. It like disintegrates really quick. Yeah. Um, but you know, the shittiest pasta, mac and cheese in a box, that stuff. Oh, if you cook that it to that recommended nine time. minutes and I cook it for like six minutes and it's done. Oh, I always cook it for 30 seconds less than the recommended time. That's too done. Oh, I'm sorry. Have you not liked the mac and cheese I've been making you for lunch for the last year and a half? It's too done. You think it's too done? Yes. Well, guess what that means? You cook it for less time? That means you're cooking it. Hmm. Oh, then uh, I think it's done perfectly, don't you? No. Oh, well, then you're cooking it. You can cook it. I like mac and cheese for lunch tomorrow. We don't have anything else. So Just cook it for like... I start lunch around noon. What kind is it? It's the regular one. Regular? Okay, regular says I, to cook it for like eight minutes. Seven and a half seven minutes. Seven and a half minutes. Cook it for six minutes. Mm, no. Yes. No. Anywho. So, yeah. Because that stuff just dissolves. Well, if you cook it for the full time, yes. Uh, yeah. I started so, with like 30 minutes less, and I just kind of kept going down and down and down. 30 seconds less. 30 seconds less. I was like, 30 minutes less, you're just eating... Uh, it's negative time. I think you're just eating, like, flour at that point. I'm traveling back in time to cook the mac and cheese and then so that it's ready when I want it. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and then I'm stuck in a time loop making mac and cheese for myself. Sounds great. Sounds terrible. No, it does Yeah, it doesn't sound great. Um, Did I, we cook the egg in the supper pan? And I completely supper pan one time? Uh, I don't know. I just put that on there because in this, in a lot of recipes like this, a lot of Asian, uh, like fried rice or recipes that have right, like oh, they're like just push everything over to one side and cook it all in. Yeah, push everything to the side, cook the egg in the same pan. Yeah, but then the egg just sticks to whatever's. You can do that. You can totally do it, but like if it's too much, if it's hard, like don't, and it's fine. And it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Do work to your abilities. And if your abilities require another pan, then just be ready to wash it. Uh, I mean, yeah. It's, you don't, you can just make scrambled eggs in another pan and then put them in there. Yeah. I mean. It's fine. Um, uh, so, it's it says to roast your own peanuts. You can just buy roasted peanuts. But uh, you have to be careful that you don't get salted peanuts. Yeah, or if you have, if all you have is salted peanuts, just adjust your salt. Uh, well, adjust your salt accordingly. Here's why I say that because the ingredients in this have salt. Like yeah. you're gonna end up with a really salty dish if you have salted peanuts. That's true. So I guess try not to. But like, if I, the only option is to get plain peanuts and not salted like just roast them yourself like you just put it in a pan and toast it and it's fine i think that the peanuts are so important though that even if all you have is pre-salted peanuts i say just i mean you could put it it in it but put it put like a lot less and it's gonna get it's gonna be like very salty because there's a lot of stuff in this that's salty salted peanuts are aggressively salty yes so, yeah. So you really don't want to get salted peanuts for this. Um, and then, uh, oh yeah, and then we have a, we got a wok spoon for stuff like this, and it's just like a shovel 
<laughs> yeah, wok spoons are great. If you know they make them, they're wooden for your nonstick pans. Um, if you're using any metal pan, that's metal utensil safe. Get the metal one because they're great. Yeah, you just have to watch out for your pans. Get the one that works for your pan, but for something like this, because you got to move a lot of stuff really quick. Yeah, it's just like a double, it's like a shovel, and you just can push stuff around really easily, like a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, cooking, cooking's a lot, though. It's, it's... It's another stir-fry thing, so you have to... It's a lot of chopping and prepping up front. It's a lot of cooking in a very specific order. It's a lot of fast, high-heat work for the most part. Yeah. So just... It's, if we do it right, which we've almost done it right between the two times. Yeah. We haven't put it all together yet, but. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. It's not, it's not so hard that we can't make it on a weeknight. I definitely don't recommend doing it on a weeknight. I wouldn't do it your first time on a weeknight. I still don't recommend doing it on a weeknight until you get, until you've done it like five, six times successfully. Or if you got a lot of people to help, like, with the prep and the cleaning. Like, you got, like, two or three people that can just do prep and cleaning. It's a lot for a weeknight, I think. I guess. Uh, yeah, there's several ingredients. It's it's we, not, it's not beginner. It. I just don't. I just. The, the cleanup afterwards is always just, like, fuck. It's not a beginner. I mean, yeah, if you ever wonder how, like, why Chinese food is so good or, like, why Thai food food is or just like chow mein or anything like that why is it so good because it's fried on really high heat (laughs) because it's cooked in so much fat so much oil there's so much oil involved it's like it's it's a balance though if you don't do that then yeah and then it then you don't get enough uh color on your ingredients yeah so i mean it's a weird balance it's hard yeah it's something i don't really know how to do I, I apparently don't know how to do it that well either. So uh, Nick, most, Nick mostly does stir fry. He's pretty good at it. We're getting there. I mean, for white people, he's pretty good at it. So <laughs> I think a couple more times and I'll be okay at it. It's it's like it takes practice, but if you like really want that that flavor that you're looking for from your takeout places, yeah, you have to cook like this. Yeah, the the high heat is important for this style of cooking. Like every diet Chinese food recipe you've ever tried, it sucks because it's diet. <laughs> yeah, I, we've tried. It sucks. It's not <laughs> worth it. Yeah, it's like just don't even eat that if you're trying mm-hmm. to diet. You know what I mean? Or like do that on your cheat day. Yeah, pretty much. Kind of like heavy, kind of like any recipe that uses heavy cream, like cream sauce. Or, like, stroganoff. Half and half is not a sub. Like, just don't make it if you're not going to make it, you know? Either make it it right or don't make it at all. There are, like, so many things that you can slim down and they're still good. Yeah, but But things that are, like, high dairy or, like, Asian food in general. Unless it's, like, salad. Because they have some stuff that's healthy. I was going to say, maybe, or if it's like a meat skewer, but all of their meat skewers are covered in just a sugar sauce for um, the most part. Well, you know what I'm talking about. A, all satay, the popular ones. Satay isn't bad. All the popular ones that you can easily access. Except, Okay, but then you're just dipping it in a sugary peanut sauce. Yeah, but if you make it yourself, it's not... It's not as bad. Really that it. bad for you, yeah. But you know what I mean, like... 
uh, you know, the, the teriyaki skewers, yeah. the, yes. all the common ones that people want. It's kind of, it's like, it's, <laughs> we got, we're not like people that don't need a diet. We need a diet, but we're kind of convincing ourselves with some of these Asian recipes that it's like, at least we're making it at home. <laughs> so we're saving money and it's not, it doesn't have maybe as many processed ingredients and I, like. We also don't get to make these that often. We can control the salt level kind of things like that. Like, it's like, at least you know how it was made and you can try to control things a little bit better than they would at like a restaurant. So. Yeah. Cause at the restaurant, they're just going to go full oil, full salt, full butter MSG, and everything. Butter, yeah, yeah. Cause they the want to sell food, all the fats and flavors that make it taste delicious and terrible for you. But you can kind of, but it's like, if you practice these, these kind of complicated ones, you can get it just right at home and then you have a treat for yourself that's not something you make all the time, but... It's better it's than... It's better than if you went out. <laughs> but it's still also not good for you. Yeah, we... stretch yeah. of the imagination. We do make these these types of recipes, but it, I do try to, like, limit how much we make them, because, you know... If it were up to me, we'd make one every week. Well... And we almost did at one point. <laughs> Mr. Cholesterol over here doesn't get fried food every week. <sighs> I love it. So let's talk about the taste for this. Um, I mean, I want to say it's amazing. I can see the potential to be amazing <laughs> with the it's, ingredients. We just haven't put it all together. It's like yet. Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, well, if you want to be topical. <laughs> oh, we got that game. You can't talk about Hogwarts Legacy. You're going to get demonetized. Oh, who gives a shit? Okay. Yeah, Hogwarts Legacy. So, of course, we're playing that game because we're big Potter files. Um, Ooh, sounds creepy. It's a thing. Yes, I know. But, um, I mean, it's like a really great game and it's really fun, but it's, it's definitely one of those where you love the, we love the content so much that we're like kind of mad that it's not as good as it could have been. And we're ignoring some of the things that in other games you'd have been like, that's like, fucking dumb i'm not even gonna play this anymore yeah you're yeah i'm like i'm still gonna do way too much of this game because i just love it so much even though it's like there's dumb stuff that doesn't matter and you don't need to do it (laughs) you know but i'm like but i want to because you enjoy the content and you see the potential for the game that's, yeah, that's this recipe. You just want it to be so good, and it's just like not living up to what it could be. Yeah, um, but that's... it's still really fun though, and I'm still gonna keep playing it. I'm still gonna try. I'm still gonna keep trying to make this good. Yes, and I think I think we're gonna get there because like the first time we made it, it was very good. It just Perfect. was like we needed a few tweaks, and then the second time we totally shit the bed, and then maybe the third time it'll even out, it'll be fine. Well, so I'll I'll be a little bit rude and toot my own horn here. Part of I think the second time is I wasn't involved in like any of the prep. So you did you did almost everything yourself, and that and for the vegetables and stuff, you're a champ. But I wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't as into it. I also, well, we also followed the direction, so I'll, I'll take back any tooting of my own horn because I should have known better than to listen to the fucking directions. Yeah, I just, you know, I was, uh, I'm I not the best I, at these. What was I doing that, 
that you were doing all the prep by yourself. Do you even remember? Were you, like, at the gym and I wasn't? Maybe? Because there was, like, a week where you had more credits. Oh, maybe that's where I was. That would make sense. Yeah, he might have been at the gym and I, like, I didn't have enough credits or something, so I was... You were just taking care of dinner. Making dinner and then... Yeah, I'm just not, And then like, I came home to put it all together in the pan with you. I'm just but. not the best at, like, stir-fry recipes, so I was, like, you know, I'm looking at the recipe, and it's like, it says put all this shit in the pan at the same time. Well, I mean, I let I let us do that, too, but I should have remembered from last time. Yeah, we've learned... I feel like we've learned that, like, don't overcrowd your pan lesson a lot. Like, I mean, we keep learning obviously it. obviously we didn't learn it, because we keep doing we it. We keep learning it, and we keep going. We shouldn't do that. You know, and then you make, but then you make it one time when you don't do that, and you're like, oh like, my that's gosh, what it is. game changer. Okay, like, yeah. this, um, we have this recipe that we just made last night that's like a quiche, it's like a breakfast thing that is also really savory, so it's great for dinner. And it's, it's like a quiche and a scramble had a baby, is what we called it last night. Yeah, it's kind of like a casserole, almost. It's an egg casserole. Yeah, because quiche is like the egg, it's mostly egg, and the egg is really set up. Like, this isn't like that. It's The egg is just kind of a binder for, like, sausage and mushrooms and chard and... But this is one of those ones where if you follow the directions, you're going to lose out on so many chances for flavor. Right, because they're like, okay, so, you know, first brown the sausage, leave the sausage in the pan... Add onions and garlic, cook that in the same pan. Add mushrooms, cook all that together in the same pan. So you know what's not touching the bottom of the pan? Like fucking anything. Yeah, the sausage is the only thing that stays in contact with the pan. And we've been watching a lot of Amberell recently. Brown food tastes good. Brown food tastes good. Gotta get that color on there. You can't get the brown if it doesn't touch the pan. Yep, so it's just like with the stir fry. It was one of those dishes then we learned that you just got to do it in batches. Cook the sausage, take it out. Cook the onions, take it out. Well, or, cook the onions and garlic. <clears throat> uh, no, actually, we cooked the mushrooms. That's right, and then put the onions and garlic. Because in there. the mushrooms need time to brown and like reduce, because they're full of water. Yep. So, <laughs> so like mostly, unless it's like a soup, mostly any recipe that's like. Just put the mushrooms in and then put a bunch of other shit in there. Like, or put mushrooms in after you've already put a bunch of shit in there. Like, don't do that because your mushrooms will be sad. And they won't have as much flavor as they should. You know, they'll just be, like, watery and dirt. Have you ever had mushroom in something and you're like, this tastes like water dirt? Like, then, you know, the mushroom wasn't cooked right. Yes. No, it was not. (laughs) Um, and then because this is something where it comes it binds together with the egg because like all of these ingredients hadn't let out their water enough oh yeah then it cooks in the oven and then it leaches out it's just like a runny mess and it doesn't stay together at all yeah so we did this you know so we did it you know that the other way last time and the flavor was like a billion times better the texture was great like that's what you have to do, I guess. Batches. Batches work for a lot of things. They do. So, back to the <clears throat> the pad time we were talking about. Went on a little tangent there right at the end. 
Yeah. That's okay. Uh, no, we're just talking yeah. about tasting it, so... So, it's it's one of those ones like that casserole quiche thing that, like, you just gotta do... We just gotta do it more, because the taste potential is there. Yeah, for sure. It's it's gonna be good, but we... we you we've know. tasted... <laughs> we've tasted, like, the tamarind in there. That, that really fucking sings through in a way that you didn't know. Like you well, yeah, when it, you taste this with tamarind, you're going to be like, that is the flavor that you get from the fast food plate. Like, you could make it without, but even but it wouldn't be anywhere near the same. I think that's what makes it pad thai. Like, that's what makes the sauce taste like that. You know? I don't know. I don't know if there is a substitute for that. There isn't, no. <laughs> it's just, I mean, you can put lime juice in it, and that's fine. Yeah, but you're but... not going to get... You're not going to get anywhere near that sit- concentrated citrus. Yeah, it's just um, this, like, really tart flavor. That's, like, it's what you think of when you think of Pad Thai. Um, this is one of the only dishes, I think, that I've ever, like, over-limed. Um, the first time we made it, I went really crazy on the lime juice because I was like, it's Thai food. You can put so much lime juice in it and it'll take it. But I kind of wasn't used to working with the tamarind, which already has a lot of, like, sour so citrus. So much citrus punch. So I, I went too crazy and just, <laughs> you just need to squeeze it on your on your food right, right before you eat it. You don't need to, like, cook it in there or anything. It cooks off anyway and it doesn't taste like anything. So, you know, like, maybe half a lime. Per, per, per plate. Yeah, squeeze it on your plate right before you eat it. That's that's all you need. Yeah. Um, and then, like I was talking about, the funky flavor of this comes from fish sauce and oyster sauce, which are very funky, like this, and salty. I thought you just <laughs> said very fucky for a second. <laughs> yes. I was like, no, she's saying funk. They're super fucky flavors. Um, they really- smell. <laughs> Terrible. Well, oh, fish yeah. sauce smells terrible. <laughs> Oyster sauce doesn't smell good either. No, but it's not as strong as fish sauce. Fish sauce smells like a trash can. Yeah, fish sauce smells like something you should throw away. Yeah, it smells bad. I mean, it's it's fermented. It's fermented fish. fish. So it smells gross, but <laughs> but and it kind of even smells gross when you're cooking it. But you should eat it. Yeah, and I was gonna say it's so weird <laughs> that you're. You're like, mmm, this smells like garbage. It's going to be it's great like hot in my food. trash, yeah. Yes, but if you, like, again, if you like Thai food and lots of other Asian takeout food. These like, are the weird, funky things that it, make it. It does not taste like it's supposed to taste without it. Yeah, you can't, there's no sub for it either. Right, not, no, there isn't. It's like, you can use soy sauce all you want and the the middle Midwest mom recipes trying to copy these things that we used like, to cook to try to, soy sauce. to try to get this you know we'll just use soy sauce it's not the same thing no at all and uh for all of the moms out there that refuse to or i say moms just all the the people that refuse to try it because they go oh fish sauce is gross if you've ever had yeah worcestershire <laughs> sauce that's fucking fish sauce that's fish sauce yeah Shut the fuck up, put it in your face. Yeah, it's just, it's if you like Asian food from takeout places, it has this in it. It has a lot in it. You've eaten it before. Shut up and eat it. 
Shut up and put it in your face. <laughs> but also, you know, sorry, moms. I know I give you a lot of, I give you the hard time. Because moms uh, classically <laughs> are adverse to trying new things, and that's like just based on our really limited experience. It's just a stereotype from TV and our lives. Yeah, I don't. That's not every mom. No, if if you're ever a mom, you're not going to be the one sitting there going, mm, "I won't eat that. It's too weird." And you're no. like, "Weird, give it to me." Unlikely. Yeah. So it's just it depends on the person, but it's it's just like I feel like everyone knows what I mean when I say that, and that's why I keep saying it. Yeah, it's well, it's just it's shorthand. It's like saying being a Karen or being a Chad. <laughs> you know, it's shorthand. You know what what you're talking about. Uh, it, you're, it's that person that refuses to try things because you named it, even though they've right. eaten it before. Oh, but now that I know it's in it, it's disgusting. Oh, my oh God. okay. I fucking hate those people. <laughs> okay, that and doesn't. I know those people. That doesn't make and sense. Some of them are listening, <laughs> and you know who you are, and I hate it when you do that. It doesn't make sense if you liked it before. Then why would it be gross all of a sudden? Because there's something weird in it. I don't... You ate it already. Like, unless you just told me there's, like, human meat in it. Well, yeah, that's different. And then I would just be, like, really upset. Because especially, like, right? Like, if you like it, you like this best meat dish you've ever had. And then somebody's like, oh, that's, like, made of babies. And you'd be like, what? What? Well... Now that you've Like, how many babies? Yeah, like, how many babies did it take... <laughs> right, be like, I mean, I might have it again if it's like one baby. Why would you tell me that? I could have gone on eating it forever and just look, never known, you know? And then, look, it, if you told me there's shit in there, then I'm gonna stop eating it, but yeah, probably. But if yeah. you told me that there's this really common ingredient that I thought I didn't like, and then you served me a thing with it. And I really liked it, well, then I guess I have to change my opinion. <laughs> Maybe I like it, yeah. I maybe so yeah. Fish sauce and oyster sauce are like definitely some of those things. They're and they're crucial to this dish with the tamarind. The three of them together, yes, make up. It makes pad thai sauce taste like pad thai. Makes the flavor profile. Um, (laughs) and it's like even more intense in actual Thai recipes. Now I see my name in this list, and something that I hate is listed. Oh, so t- you know how pad thai usually has bean sprouts? Oh, garbage it, it things. It usually does. Um, I insist that we have bean sprouts because they're delicious. Nick hates bean sprouts. I do not like them, Sam. I am, but I will say this: they're growing on me. Well, in this dish, they're really good. Like they in add crunch. Dish, in this dish, they're really cooked by the time we serve them. It's when you're well, like. Well, I always add more to my. Well, I don't. Because it's good. But I like but... what's. I like the cooked ones that are in there. It's whenever you're like, here's a finished dish. Let me throw bean sprouts on it, like cilantro. And I'm like, I don't want that. Well, that's good. No, don't like that. Because they're crunchy. I don't like that part. Um, even when you cook them, I like it because even when you cook them a little bit, they're still crunchy. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. It's the raw taste and texture that I just can't get behind. So you, with pad thai, it's like every, everything kind of can be the same texture, so you add these and it adds a crunch. Well, that's where I get my crunch from the peanuts. Well, I don't want that many peanuts. Oh, I do. I love peanuts. Eh. Sprinkle them on like they're sprinkles on ice cream. I like them okay on pad thai, but like... Or as they say on the East Coast, jimmies, which, why? We won't get into that right now. <clears throat> I don't know. Um... 
Yeah, they're just they're they're really good, crunchy, and they suck up the the like the lime juice. They do. So I I get the point of them. I just don't like them as a fresh topping now. Uh, so I'll tolerate them in stuff. I like them a lot. Yeah, well, that's why they're there, isn't it? They do kind of have like a dirt water taste. Yes, they do. Like I like mushrooms. Yes, they do. But I actually like mushrooms, so. I like cooked mushrooms. I like raw mushrooms. <laughs> they like thinly shaved raw mushrooms. I'll just, I mean, I just nope. like mushrooms. I'll just eat like a mushroom. So. <laughs> so, I mean, all in all, it's it has, like we said, the, the final note I'd say on the taste is potential. It's like the sauce is banging and we just need to get all the textures, right? And it'll yes. be just, it'll be exactly right. And then we'll never have to get Thai food again because... No, that's not true. We know how to make satay and pad thai and those are like the only things I care about. No, that's not true. I still want to eat Thai food out. Eh. Eat <clears throat> out for Thai... You know the words I'm trying to say. Um, well, our satay is like way better than eating out. Well... But see yeah. episode. Um, mm, I don't know. Can't remember. Yeah, we did an episode on a on a satay skewers, chicken satay skewers by an Irishman. Irishman. Who is very cute, and uh, it's really good. So <laughs> <laughs> his cuteness does not factor into the taste. No, it just tastes good. But it's fun to watch him talk about it. Yeah, that's a whole different set. So let's, you want to start wrapping it up with our, our five point rating system? Is it six? Uh, five, five point. Five point. Five point system. rating system. Yes. But only five points. We couldn't uh, we couldn't match AA there. It's 12 points is too many points. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, uh, so five points rating on a scale of one to five, no half points. No just half whole numbers. Bullshit. Whole ass. One rating. <laughs> I'm just looking at it again. Uh, I... First one's ease of use, so yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. Well, it's really not because if you follow the recipe, it's not good. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say a two, and I'm only saying two because I like the ingredients list. Yeah, it's like if you just look at it for the ingredients list and then kind of paint by numbers. Yeah, I like the recommendation for the order of cooking stuff in. Yeah. But everything <laughs> else about it. Most of the specifics, like, kind of just throw it away. It's not the, great. The so. ingredients, the ratio of stuff, and the order that it's recommended to be cooked in. Yeah. That's it. It's, yeah. Uh, so it gets a two. Yeah, it's it gets a two because... The, it's not a total one. The sauce is really good. Mm-hmm. And it has good ideas. It's just not... It's if you it's the problem is if you follow the recipe it comes out bad. It can, <laughs> yes. And it well it it's also like the tofu. It doesn't tell you to drain the tofu. Right. It just, yeah, it just assumes, assumes you know that you would know. Yeah. Which fuck you. A lot of people I don't. Know. don't. <laughs> uh oh yeah, the first cup many times I made tofu I didn't drain it and was wondering why it was extra terrible. Yeah, like, why is this so wet and crumbly? It's like feta. Like, yeah. it just crumbles. It's terrible. Um, so, yeah, the ease ease of use is definitely a two. <laughs> yes. It's not, it's not easy. But... No, it's not. But I'm going to, like, it gives me enough to work with. I'm going to, like, keep workshopping this thing until it's 
what I want. As, uh, that's why I like the the ingredient the ingredients list and the proportions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, taste uh, satisfaction. Are you rating that based on what you see there or what you've tasted? What I see. Like see the potential in the recipe, in for this one because like. No, it, I'm gonna rate it based on when I'm gonna we've made the two times we've made it combined. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna have to give that like a three. I'm gonna give it a. I almost want to say a two because the second time was so bad. Second time was bad, but the first time was pretty good. So the first time was good enough that we wanted to make it again. Yeah, it kind of evens out for me, and it's kind of it's like a three. It it's it's just it's passable, but it like really needs to be better. It really, I mean, I. I'm going to give it one more good weekend try where I just have like a bunch of time to yeah. invest into thinking about it, you know? Yeah, I want to try it one more. I mean, if we give it and like not another... tired from the work day. If we give it another really good try and it still sucks, like I might give up on this. I mean, but I want to <laughs> find another one that uses tamarind paste if this one ends up not panning out. But Yeah, it, like, I'm going to... Or I would keep the sauce and find another technique video or... Yeah, I'm going to go back to the drawing board, forget this recipe, and, like, try to find maybe somebody that we know doing a recipe or something, some video it wouldn't or something. Wouldn't be hard. Um, so, yeah, the taste satisfaction. I feel really weird giving it a two because I really, really want to like it. Um, yeah, but it's not good the way it well, is. It's good, but it's not great. I mean, yeah, the way it's written, it's creating a two-quality dish. Hogwarts Legacy, good but not great. Yeah. Um, cost-effectiveness. Ooh, this is... Uh, it's one. It's just every time we talk about an Asian recipe, it's not cost-effective nope. if you don't always make stuff like this. Yep. If you always make stuff like this, or you make it often enough, right, you, you're, yep. you're going to have these ingredients in your house. If you don't, they're not the cheapest things. They're not cheap, and they are... They can be a little hard to get. Yeah. So, I mean, cost-effectiveness... Two. Two, maybe three... Depending uh, on depending on how much you cook and what you cook. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to give it a two. I feel like the average person Ju- probably I, needs to buy some ingredients for this. And yeah. it's like not the cheapest thing. The three main sauce components a lot of people probably don't have. And they're all like six to ten dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So, I yeah. Um, That's why I give it a two. It's not particularly cost effective. It is for us because we make this stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's. Uh, it is what it is with Asian recipes. <laughs> yes, it as, is. As a white American, that's is what it is for Asian recipes. Yeah. If you just yeah, but um, I mean, worth it to experiment and with. These kinds of things, like, a lot of, I mean, just with Asian food in general, I feel like many cultures, there's a lot of crossover um, with, like, the ingredients that they use, like, you know, soy sauce, fish sauce. Soy sauce, we are finding, can end up in a lot of classic American dishes. Yeah, that too. But it's like, it's... But fish sauce can, yeah. Fish sauce is like so many cultures of food. We've used fish sauce in place of Worcestershire sauce when we had to. Yeah, and it totally worked. It worked. 
You could tell something was slightly different, but it works. It wasn't bad. It wasn't no. It wasn't so noticeable. <laughs> but um, what the fuck factor? Well, I mean, just based on the name of the dish, authentic pad thai. But it's just called chicken pad thai. Authentic chicken pad thai. What's what the fuck about it? Nothing. Oh, yeah, not, yeah, like, one, it's not. One, you're trying to follow a very... <laughs> I'm trying to make a traditional, traditional thing, dish. yeah. It can't blow your mind, it can blow your mind at how good it is, but you're not going to be... It can blow your mind at how close you get to, like, fast food. Yeah, but you're you're not going to be like, oh, I've never had anything like this. That's not no. the point of this. No, it's, you're trying to recreate fast food. <laughs> you're trying to recreate takeout at home so that it's slightly healthier. And I, like I'm not less expensive. Even thinking about the health factor. <clears throat> I mean, that's what I'm thinking about. Well, that's good. Somebody's got to. It's not me. Yeah. As I find recipes to fry chicken three days from Sunday. No, does it leftover? If we made it correctly, then yes, it would. Yeah, but we've only eaten the leftovers on this once. And they were fine. And they were fine. Like the it's other... just like if you make it right, like with with takeout pad thai. Yeah. Eat that shit all week. Yep. But we've only, the second time we made it, it just went straight in the can because it just. It was just like a gloopy, sad time. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm thinking about it now and I'm sad. Cook in batches. Cook everything batches. in batches. And cook mushrooms by themselves. Give them some alone time in your pan so that they get to brown up, like real brown. Like they should be, you know, like a third smaller than they were when you put them in. Yeah. So, I mean, does it leftover? Yes. Theoretically. Theoretically. We've I never believe, made it leftover I very well. I believe it definitely would if we made it right. God, I'm just remembering the last time. I think somehow, like, all of the egg and the tofu were mushy on the outside and then we dumped the sauce in, and so it just turned it like the egg tofu into a liquid sauce bomb. I'm remembering it more and more as we've been talking about this, and it was <clears throat> oh, just the worst textures. It was bad. It was like sauce exploding, mushy egg with crunchy noodles. We ate it. We, we actually ate it. Ate it. But begrudgingly, because we were like, I put too much fucking effort into this. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was like very borderline, should we throw this out and yeah. order food? Like, And we, we ate as much as we could, and then we threw it out. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's hard to, I mean, if you finish this whole recommendation podcast of this, like, I don't know if you'd make it based on what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make it again. But um, I don't know if you should do try and make this recipe. I don't really think you should. I think you should look for a better one, given the advice that we are giving. And make your decision based on that. You know, you really need tamarind, fish sauce, and oyster sauce. So find a recipe that uses those and try their technique. And make sure that you cook in batches and you're not using a Midwest mom recipe where it's one pan meals. Like, don't... Yeah. One pan meals, one pot meals. Those are... It is technically a one pan meal. But, like, you have to take stuff in and out of the pan. Yeah, and that's not the spirit of a one pan meal. (laughs) You can't just dump everything in the pan. That's where the issue comes in. (laughs) 
Don't do that. <clears throat> um, I think you should make pad thai. Because I think it's doable. I think we can do it. We can get it to where it is the same or better than a fast food Thai place. Just not necessarily this pad thai. Yeah, this recipe's not. We're going to have to really workshop it. Yeah. But I think we're getting close. We're So worth it. And we learned a lot. So and hopefully you learned a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> is there uh, anything else you want to say at the end of this? Um, nope. Just if you're still listening or if you're new, thanks for listening. We'll try to put get back on our every other week schedule and keep to that as best we can. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I probably won't get sick for like a while because I don't have to go back in the vicinity of an office space for well, I do. the foreseeable future. So, but I don't get sick. So, yeah, and usually he doesn't bring stuff home. Thank goodness. Yeah, because I totally wash my hands all the time. No, it's because you're a germ factory that's like immune to germs. Love it. He, like, eats things off the floor. No, it's I don't. Insane. It's insane. I don't eat things off the floor. I'm sorry, you don't swallow them. You just put them in your mouth. No, they're not off the floor. They're from my pocket. You usually got it from the floor. No. Why, why is there, like, random shit in your pocket? Because it's trash from a snack I ate. <laughs> he, like, always chewing. Like, I used to call him a goat because he'd always be... Used to. Well, because he'd always be chewing on, like, paper or, like, foil or some shit. Greatest of all time. And I'm like, what in the fuck? Like, stop it. Why is everything in your mouth? Because it's delicious. I like this pad thai. Anyways. Anyhow. Uh, You should make pad thai. It's it's great. This recipe is rough, but. (laughs) I think going out on weird shit like that is the best. Make pad thai. (laughs) <laughs> buy gold okay <laughs> buy silver and <laughs> cryptocurrency for when the world ends Woo! <laughs> it'll do you a lot of good when the internet's out yes and with that we will uh say goodbye bye bye, bye audience <laughs>